This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cultivating Convos. We know it's your favorite agriculture podcast. I am one of your hosts today, Megan Harshbarger, and I have Katie Boyer with me today to help kick off our next session. Yes, I'm so glad to be here. This is probably my last podcast. I know uh, we keep saying that, but like this is really going to be the last one before I go on maternity leave. So I'm guessing you're correct. <laughs> I'm glad I get to get this one in. So, and we are talking about some of my favorite stuff today, farmer's markets, because, you know, food and yeah. drinks and yes. wonderful products that are locally made and mm -hmm. just fantastic. And we have two wonderful guests here today with us who go to a lot of farmer's markets around Ohio. We have Martha's Bath and Body, uh, owners Ben and Polly Gorange with us. Thank you for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Additionally, we have the owner of Silverbridge Coffee, Lorraine Walker, here. So, Lorraine, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, we are. We do all natural skincare. We try to use all organic oils, make it as clean and natural as possible. High-end oils, uh, just trying to make the best product we can. We actually started out with goat's milk soap. To make a long story short, we purchased some goats to cut our grass because we didn't want to cut grass, thinking I'd get out of a lot of work. <laughs> That's great. Um, and um, goats had babies and on the coldest night of the year, of course. So we started, you know, milking and, you know, to make soap. Uh, Martha was actually our first milking goat. So the whole business is named after Martha. It was originally Martha's milk soap um, and that expanded to a much greater line. We no longer sell anything really with goat's milk soap in it and just changed the name to Martha's Bath and Body from there. I love that. I think I saw a picture of Martha. We might have to share that on social media so everyone can see her, right? She, you've got some pictures posted of her? Yeah, we yeah. sure do. She is the sweetest goat and her temperament was so sweet, which is part of why we wanted to name the business after her. We are not milk goat milkers by nature, so we had to figure out how to milk a goat on her and we were watching YouTube videos to figure it out and then and then fumbling around in the cold. So anyway, it was um, kind of a weird start to what we had no idea would become a business. That's fantastic. Hey, it's always how it works, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, until you make it, right? I yeah. love that. That's really cool. That's yeah, awesome. YouTube something. That's how we all learn how to do things. We're all just troubleshooting through life, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Awesome. So, Lorraine, same question for you, Silverbridge Coffee. Yeah, so um, we started, um, I started Silverbridge Coffee when my oldest son was going to college and my youngest daughter was going to kindergarten. And so I'd been out of the job market for about 18 years and we started uh, brainstorming of what should mom do. Um, I'd been a teacher years ago and 18 years seemed like a long time to get back into teaching. And um, we had been roasting coffee in a popcorn popper in our kitchen to give out to friends and different things that had been my husband's new hobby. He's always coming up with something new to do. And so we thought, well, maybe 
I should roast coffee because everyone loves to get it. It's fresh. It tastes so much better. And coffee had kind of been my hobby with five kids. I used to joke that my youngest daughter kind of nursed on lattes because I just had to keep everything um, <laughs> going. And so we started, um, you know, I started uh, with the Specialty Coffee Association. I took a year, learned about coffee. I thought I knew a lot when I started and I really knew nothing. And we opened up a USDA approved facility in a small room that had been my laundry room, but we lived in an old house that was built in 1867 and it had been the old cookhouse. And so it had an outside entrance and we were able to get it USDA approved. At the time, um, you couldn't do coffee roasting as a cottage business. You did have to be USDA approved. Um, and I think that law has changed in Ohio since then. Um, but once I had the coffee roasting business all up and going, I went around and started trying to sell the coffee to coffee shops. And I found out that that wasn't an easy job. You know, I'm, I'm not tattooed. I don't have any piercings. I'm not like your typical, like coffee looking person. I'd show up in my minivan with my coffee samples and I had a hard time getting people to take it. And I really turned to farmer's markets because it was just a great way and to actually talk to them about coffee and um, hear their stories and then tell them mine. Um, and so that's, you know, that's kind of what led me, you know, to farmer's market. Yeah, Lorraine, that's um, a great point. And I want to ask that question, what, you know, appealed to all of you, what, what appealed to you about a farmer's market to join and to go and to become a vendor? Well, for me, it was, to be honest with you, my initial, um, the reason that I went is I had gotten in my product into the Athens Kroger and I would give samples at Kroger and everybody who came through in Athens, Ohio, there's a big local food community and they were all like, you should come down to our farmer's markets. And I thought, I, I don't know that I even could, you know, but finally the manager of the market came through the Kroger and she's like, oh yeah, you know, if you make this coffee yourself, you can be part of the market. Because I always thought of farmer's markets as all tomatoes and lettuce and, you know, I, and, um, so it was a wonderful way to connect with customers. And I, you know, they, people love to talk about coffee and tell you where they drank their first cup and where, where they drank their best cup and where they drank their worst cup. And um, so, you know, it was just, it was immediate feedback too, for me to improve it. Cause if people don't like it, they'll tell you. Um, and if people love it, they'll tell you. So um, for me, it was a great way to kind of learn what customers wanted and, um, you know, grow my business that way and then kind of tell them about our story and why I was doing it. And so that's my story. Ben and Polly, how about you? People are more open and willing to try new things at farmer's markets. It's a very easy way to get started. So it's just kind of the next natural progression. I mean, I can go to a mall or something like that and open a shop there, but people are not going to come to my shop because, you know, they don't know us. Whereas at a farmer's market, you go and you check everything out and you're willing to try new things. And um, it, it's just a great way to get your foot in the door. What market, uh, Ben and Polly, did you guys start at? We started at the Granville Farmer's Market. So that's Saturdays, uh, 8 to noon, 8.30 to noon. Uh, this is our third year there, I believe. Nice. Now you can, you'll have to explain because I guess I'm not sure. Can you travel to different farmer's markets then and just go all over wherever you want to go and, you know, do what you want to do, set up your tent, sell your stuff and, and move on to the next one? 
Pretty much, yes. Um, yeah, if you yeah, if you have the the manpower and such to, um, we started in Athens and um, we we did Marietta and Parkersburg and Lancaster for a while, and now we do the Athens Farmers Market and then we do Worthington Farmers Market on Saturdays from um, eight to noon, and the Clintonville Farmers Markets, and then we do the Thursday night New Albany Market as well. Would you say, I mean, has this helped grow business? Has this helped kind of give you roots in different communities? Do people know who you are, you know, at certain farm, farmers markets? Yeah, I would say definitely. Um, the The great thing is people will buy it. They love it. They'll send it to their friends um, on the off season when the market isn't going. Um, they hit the website. Um, and that's a great way to grow it. Yeah, it's a great way right. for us to grow our website for our business because people can hear about us through the farmer's market and then they can tell their friends, they can order when they can't get to the market. And we just love the sense of community with the farmer's markets. People are so supportive and even the vendors are so supportive of each other. It's just such a positive, it's such a positive atmosphere. And with it being in the open air, I think people are more comfortable with that right now as well. Right. And I found this is a side benefit of the farmer's markets, but for me and for my family, it's really taught my kids about hard work. Um, my children, um, really all five of them, but especially the, the last four of them, you know, they've always gotten up and helped with the farmer's markets. And there's a lot of the people at the markets that have known them since they were younger. I had people drive from Columbus down to my daughter's graduation open house because they feel like They've known her that long, you know, and I found my accountant through um, the farmer's market. I mean, it really does become a sense of community. You get to know people when they come to your booth every week and grab a cup of coffee and, you know, you talk to them or, or you know, buying soap or whatever it is, you know, you really do get that sense of community. And, um, and there is the word of mouth advertising. It's a great way to connect with people. Oh, definitely. That And that community aspect is so important. Have either of you um, or your businesses had any collaborations that came out of being a part of a farmer's market with other local vendors? Yes, actually. Um, we collaborate with uh, several people. Um, we've been with, uh, we, we collaborated with, currently with a candle maker and a, uh, a lady that does leather work and she's putting together uh, some packages and doing like a kind of a gift basket. It's, yeah, it's a subscription. It's a um, you buy a subscription to a monthly gift box. And in that monthly gift box is you're buying you're supporting like 10 different local businesses. There's all kinds of things like that. There's um, people that found us at farmers markets that run small farm uh, stands, different places. And so we've made connections that way. Um, we've been able to connect with some charities um, for donations for just different um, different uh, things. So there's just a lot of, it goes beyond, the, the community goes beyond what's right there at the market at that time. Right. The same with us. We've gotten some of our best wholesale contacts from people that have come through the farmer's markets and maybe they're getting ready to open a business or, um, or a small grocery shop. And um, from even, you know, little small shops opening up to, you know, larger shops and um, 
a lot of them, you know, have come through farmer's market. So it's hard to even put a value on some of those connections that you make. Yeah, I would say, you know, at ODA, we're always, of course, encouraging to buy local um, and to buy fresh. And I would be remiss if we didn't, Katie, get a plug in for our program, Ohio Proud, um, which is made in Ohio and grown in Ohio. And of course, um, we promote food and ag that's, that's locally grown here in Ohio and other businesses who promote other businesses um, who are built and made um, in Ohio. Number two, I would like to plug that ODA is also a part of a Midwest Ag Group, um, which is other agriculture agencies and states um, surrounding us. And we're actually coming out with a video to encourage people to go to farmers markets, go talk to your local farmers, go talk to local business owners, go buy fresh, go buy local, um, you know, and keep it keep it in your state. Absolutely. And and you can find your local farmers market at ohioproud.org. So <laughs> just a little mention there as well. So you guys, what's your when you're at your farmers market, are you tempted to buy <laughs> other foods that are there, other other items that are being sold? Oh, absolutely for us. We we have um we have an island in our kitchen and we all just bring in whatever we've gotten at the market on Saturday nights and it's just always a plenty of fresh corn and zucchini and baked goods. I don't, um, for us, a lot of people want to barter at markets and, you know, <laughs> fail trade a cup of coffee for two jars of salsa or whatever, or, or, you know, a bag of coffee. And we love the, again, the camaraderie and the, um, the sense of community there and also all the fresh vegetables my husband used to garden and I told him I was like we don't really need to do that because every Saturday we bring home you know all these fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah same we joke that we um, eat up all of our profits at the market because we'll we'll you know go get uh, coffee from a coffee vendor or we'll go get some food some um, just different you know, produce is always, you can't beat the produce that you get at a farmer's market. Um, and just trying other new businesses and seeing what they have. It is a great way to support other businesses. And also when we talk with these other vendors, it just blows our mind how much work and how much dedication. I mean, the, the truth is there is so much time, so much work that goes into it that, um, we just want to support other vendors as much as we can too. Absolutely. That's awesome. And I have to mention, Lorraine, I'm an Ohio University uh, grad out of Athens. And I have to say, Highland, your Highlanders grog uh, might have been what started my coffee addiction. It's so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And we really, we did start, you know, we started in Athens and, um, there's a brand new coffee shop opening up in one of the buildings there at Ohio University, and um, they'll be using Silverbridge Coffee in it. And that is one of the contacts that we made through the Athens Farmers Market. So, and and to get to Polly's point, you know, I agree. I think that customers um, probably don't realize the work that goes behind the scenes to set up these markets. You know, we get up at four in the morning every Saturday and um, I'm going on to my 14th year. Um, and this is the first year that I've ever missed two farmer's markets in a row for vacation. Often our family doesn't all go on vacation at the same time because we don't want to miss the markets. You know, um, we don't want to do it for our customers sake, partly because if they're, if they drove by the 
Starbucks drive through in order to buy local and then we don't show up, I feel like we're letting them down. So we've just now gotten to the point that we have um, employees that we could leave to set up the markets when we're, you know, out of town. But um, yeah, we we so appreciate, you know, the people that have supported us through the years, too. Well, we appreciate all of you being on with us today. And Lorraine, Lorraine is dialing in from the beach. So we appreciate uh, her being on with us, too. Um, no, thank you. Thank you all for being here. We love um, to give any kind of local business a plug if we can. And we would really encourage people to go check them out and head to your local farmer's market, because why not? Absolutely. We appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Katie. Anytime. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll, uh, we'll catch you next week. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.